the best bits of the week. The Wake Up with Webster podcast. Potty, 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 podcast time. Remember, no. that's the intro now. Unless you bring in your saxophone. Oh, no, let's move on swiftly then. So we've got quite a lot coming up in the podcast this week, um, including, well, an update on our challenge because Wimbledon, well, it's the last week of it, so it's going to be done, so our challenge is done. Yeah, um, without spoiling anything, we are the champions, Champions, my my friends. friends. We'll keep them fighting. (laughs) We'll tell you more about that a bit later in the podcast. We've also got the dramatic story of a hunt for a dog. Uh, We'll get the, the guy... Behind it all, the local oh, hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we now call him Drone Man, which is uh, actually used to be my nickname. That's, that's Webster droning on again. But uh, luckily, we've passed it on to an actual drone man. And some weird happenings in your sleep. <laughs> to say the least, the last few days has just picked up snoring, hasn't it? Should we start with this? <laughs> last week, we decided, well, I decided, ah, I'm, I'm notorious for sleep talking. So I thought, right, I'm going to download this app. And it's going to record me, and then we'll get all the recordings. Can I ask first? You just said there you are notorious for sleep talking. How did you know before you got the app? Who told you? Um, Well, (laughs) previous partners. Oh, uh, right. Sleep talking, sleep walking. I once had a waterbed, and I was caught in the middle of the night standing on the waterbed, taking the curtains down. The curtains, by the way, which by behind them was a window that led onto the main road and I was in a ground floor flat. Plus the waterbed was going... Bloop, 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 yeah, yeah, bloop. yeah. So uh, the audio recordings that picked up uh, what noises you were making in your sleep uh, turned out to be quite interesting. We had an alien language kind of thing going on. We had you shouting, yeah. out, shouting out my name and groaning a lot. <laughs> That's only to be expected. Oh, dear. <laughs> Michelle in Perth called us with this. When I was about 10 or 11, my mum woke up to some weird noises in her wardrobe. Um, <laughs> So she grabbed the nearest thing to her, which was her slipper, opened the wardrobe doors and found me with my pyjama bottoms down, peeing all over her shoes. (laughs) What's that noise? I thought Michelle was tucked up in bed. And then she told me me that I then said to her, Mum, get out the bathroom and shut the door behind you. (laughs) Closed the wardrobe door and left me to just finish. (laughs) And then I led you back. I suppose if she tried to move you, it would be a bit bit messy. Yeah, so she just left me and I came out on my own accord and then she obviously just told me what happened in the morning. No idea. <laughs> wow, it's quite incredible what the brain does when you're sleeping and you don't even know what's going on. Yeah, I know, it's actually scary. Yeah, no recollection of that at all. I tell you what though, Michelle, it could have been a lot worse. At least it, it was uh, just the wet um, wetness. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So how many shoes were destroyed after that experience? Um, eight pairs. What? what? You're sprinkling all over oh, the no. place. <laughs> yeah, and she had to get the carpet cleaned as well. Oh. <laughs> so I think the doors were closed properly. <laughs> wow, your bladder must have been super full. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, however, the most uh, the most amazing call we got about activities you get up to while you're supposedly sleeping. I mean, she was trying to save lives. <laughs> yeah, we can't blame her. It's it's her job. But while you're sleeping, and then your husband wakes up and witnesses this. Whew. Holly called us with this. Well, I sleep talk and walk quite a lot. <laughs> um, uh, the worst one was probably well, I'm a nurse, so I got up during the the night. Had gone through in my hallway and had started shouting at my partner that somebody had collapsed 
and I was uh, performing CPR on my floorboards. <laughs> Did you manage to get them back to life? <laughs> no, well, I didn't because I shouted to David to get me the defib and he shouted back that we don't have a <laughs> So then I sacked him. What? You're carrying out a conversation as if you heard him in your sleep but you don't remember any of it. Well, I do remember parts and that's the funny thing because I tend to um, remember little bits Why? and I'll often say to David as well you're going to say I'm sleeping but I'm not and I am <laughs> <laughs> oh so you know that you're sleeping but you know yeah. that he's going to say that you're not sleeping but you are sleeping that got yeah confusing. but I am sleeping <laughs> <laughs> and Holly please tell me you were you were giving uh, CPR to the floorboards to the tune of staying alive by the Bee Gees <laughs> No, I nearly probably the was. elephant. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's sometimes happy birthday to you. That's quite a good one. <laughs> Were you doing mouth to mouth? To no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might get a splinter. Oh. <laughs> Wake up with Webster Podcast. Now, a friend of mine this week shared uh, a brilliant video. As a dad, it is your mission. It's, it's your job in life to continually embarrass your kids. But he did it in such a way that uh, I uh, I want to try and adopt this when my kids are a little bit older as well. All right, okay. Uh, he can use it at any year, but the fact that they were teenage girls at university and dad's off to pick them up, this is what made it more, I think, more genius in my book. Can I just say, though, when we were talking about this on the show, you picked some songs and I was like, they're not embarrassing songs. You need to go worse than that. Well, they're embarrassing if you're a dad and you're singing them and you're blaring them out of your car stereo as you pick up your supposedly cool kids at uni. It should be, we are the cheeky girls. What about... Nah, that's a tune. Not when dad's singing it. Really? Yes. Yeah, is it still a thing? Do people still get rickrolled? I don't know what that is. You don't remember what that is? No. When you you set up a, a link and say, hey, click here to find out more about this link. And when you click on it, it's a, just a video of Rick Astley doing Never Gonna Give You Up. All right, no. That was a huge internet phenomenon called Rick Rolling. Didn't even know about that. I think singing that song when you're picking up the kids, especially when your girls are both uh, teenage girls, is quite embarrassing. We did think maybe Careless Whisper would work as well. See, George Michael, credible artist. Cheesy song. What about Spice Girls, Wannabe? There's another one. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, add that to the annoying kids playlist. And blue, da-ba-dee-da-ba-da. Again, a good choice. So it got us wondering, when have your parents embarrassed you as an adult? LJ called us from our broth. Probably the worst one was when I was on a first date with someone and they walked into the same restaurant and then they came over and said hi. No. <laughs> did you, oh, no, she did. <laughs> did. Did you pretend you didn't know her? <laughs> oh, no, she came over. She didn't introduce herself or anything. She just said, oh, hi, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Can you go away now, please? <laughs> and I was kind of giving her the go-away the stare. And then he kind of turned around to me and went, you look a lot like her. And I was like, yeah, I know. Is that your sister? <laughs> oh, oh, that's my mum. Oh, uh, did, is that what you're going to look like in your forties? Oh, 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 wow! Did they get a second date? No, he wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, how chuffed with mum has been though. Oh yeah, I told her, but she gets all the time that she looks like my sister. So usually, when we meet people and they go, "Is, is this your mum?" and I'm like, "Yeah, she's my mum." Oh, she's awfully young to be your mum. 
I'm like, yeah, but she is my mum, though. Don't worry. <laughs> because I think I have very good genes because my grandma gets called my mum sometimes oh. as well. And everyone thinks that I'm my mum, so my mum embarrasses me without even being there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's the Arbroath diet. Smokies, maybe. good for the you skin, good for the health. <laughs> You never know, but yeah, she does a very good job of embarrassing me. Wake up with Webster Podcast, the best bits of the week. We managed to track down a proper local hero. Drone man. Drone man. I actually think that that sounds like it's a superhero name, so it works. Yeah, you're used to us droning on in the morning every day, 6 till 10, TFM. Don't say droning on, we want people to listen. Well, they're used to our unique style of droning. However, when you hear the word drone nowadays, you're thinking flying things, machines that are buzzing around. Well, one drone, and in particular this drone man, came to the rescue of a family who lost their dog. Yeah, the dog had been, it was lost for about 13 or 14 hours. It was out, they'd been in a field, it was full of barley. Buster. They were really struggling to find this dog, so they called upon Dale. Buster. Uh, had gone missing and he's a farm dog as well and farm dogs normally respond to whistles and calls and so when that doesn't happen you think oh what's up with bust so we got dale on to tell us how it all unfolded what actually happened and more importantly well not more importantly well from my point of view it was what kind of drone does he have it was a phantom four professional drone so we got a live feed straight to the screen but even on the screen what i just saw was just like a pinprick basically it was just something that was a different color and then all of a sudden i seen a tail moving oh so i was like right okay that that's the dog so i was lying down in the field what i'd done is i phoned the farmer and uh, i was able to see him and then i was hovering above him and i managed to get wow. follow, basically follow the drone to the dog and how was buster the, the dog wasn't moving well it was wagging still what was lying down the field so i wasn't sure if it was injured or be very tired because it'd been away for i think it was a day and a half so i rushed down drove the van down to farm track and then ran along the field and both me and the farmer arrived at the dog at the same time but i just got up and it was just totally fine so it was just, just having a wee rest yeah it was just jumping oh. along Happy to see his owner. Uh, and uh, you've now got a, a new avenue for your business then, because normally, uh, I mean, you're the owner of Rising View and you've yep. done amazing. I've seen a lot of your videos, aerial yeah, video and photography. They're incredible, yeah. And, and now you're going to get a load of people whenever there's a missing pet. Let's get Dale. I have been asked in the past and I've always been quite sceptical about finding the same with this one. It was just a huge field and I thought I might have moved out the field. So it's a hard thing to find, but it proves that the technology works and it's good. Well, I'll tell you what, we had Jim on the Win It Minute earlier who lost his wallet in Dundee City Centre somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's your next task. Yeah. As long as I get to keep the money in the wallet, up. Yeah, <laughs> Very difficult to pilot. Have you ever tried it, Claire? No, never. I got one in the early days when drones first took off. Tell me you never did it near any water. Uh, no, no, it's just in the back garden. And I, I lost it within, uh, what, five minutes of flying. Well, Dale, uh, we just wanted to, to say, wow, well, well done. What a local hero. Uh, drones finding missing pets is now going to be a thing. Yeah, no problem at all. Wake up with Webster Podcast. Every mom and dad or uncle or auntie or carer knows during the summer holidays, it's difficult, very difficult to keep the kids entertained constantly. Right, they will bicker, they will fight, especially if you've got brothers or sisters. Uh, it's difficult to try and separate them and keep them amused. So I tried a new tactic, Claire. I tried to teach my nine-year-old how to win some money from his mum with a riddle. You told your nine-year-old 
to go to mum and say, I bet you a pound that you cannot jump higher than the house. So mum's like, all right, what's going on here then? All right, I'll humour you. And he stands on one foot and he hops. Yeah. And And he demands the money. (laughs) And she says, what, you owe me money. You've not jumped higher than the house. And he says, (laughs) well, actually I have because houses can't jump. The kicker here is she took the money out of... Yeah, my pocket. The joke was on me after me thinking I was setting up my wife for a fall. Uh, Yeah, it was my money that was nicked. So then we're starting to think a little bit about riddles and ways to keep the kids amused. Roseanne called us with this one. What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you do? Oh, I know it. I know. Uh, I won't say it. Say it again, Roseanne. What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you do? What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you do? I know the answer to this, so I'll see if Webster can work this out. Mm, yeah, the tables have turned. Um, well, now let's look at your clocks ticking through you. your brain. Pretty slow, aren't they? <laughs> covered, in, covered in cobwebs. Uh, a bit rusty as well. What well, belongs to you, but other people use it more than you? Um, is it your breath? Your, no. What you breathe? Come uh, on, Webster. Oxygen. Um, I'm not good at these lateral thinking things. Come on, Webster. Give me a clue. I have been the whole time. By saying come on. <laughs> well, kind of. Roseanne knows. You can, don't you, Roseanne? Oh, yes. Uh, that clears me, give me clues. I don't, no, I'm out, I'm stumped. <laughs> Roseanne, tell him what it is. You tell him. Your name. Oh. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it took you so long. So uh, long to work that one out. Yeah, I felt so silly afterwards, especially with you shouting out, Webster, Webster, come on, <laughs> come Webster. Come on, Webster. Come on. All right, listen, let's turn the tables again. I've got another one for you. I've been uh, I've been trying to teach the boys some more riddles. They've been trying them out in their mates now. They think they're quite clever. All right, so this one. Try this, Claire. A man is pushing his car along the roads when he comes to a hotel. Okay. He shouts, I'm bankrupt. Okay. What? Why? Because his car's broken down and he needs to get it fixed. <laughs> now the tables have turned. Because you did so well. I hit you, what, three riddles on air yep. this week and you nailed it, nailed it, nailed so it. So there's a man who's pushing his car along the road. When he comes to a hotel, he shouts, I'm bankrupt! Why would he do that? I'm bankrupt. Bankrupt. <laughs> no. Uh, hotel, yeah. car... I don't know. You've actually got me stumped on this one. I can mime you. Is this a riddle or a is clue. it a joke? No, it's not a joke. Okay. But it has to be written that way. If, if you get one of those words mixed up, it's not going to make sense. A man is pushing his car along the road. Uh-huh. Now, don't think a full-size car. He's oh, pushing it along the road. A toy car. I'm miming right now. So the, say it's about that size. Yeah, that's about an inch. Okay. Uh-huh. And then he comes to a hotel. Uh-huh. And he shouts. Oh, because he's playing Monopoly. He's playing Monopoly! Ah. That's what it was. Ah. <laughs> Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. It seems that Brussels sprouts are no longer the most hated food in the UK. I do not agree. It's still in my top five, at least. It's, it's in there with liver and kidney beans. Can I just say, I give you so many clues to guess what the what 
what had replaced Brussels sprouts, and you were really bad at that as well. Yeah, because I don't like these either. I get oh. this. I would hate them on a pizza. I've taught myself to like them because I feel sophisticated. Oh, look at me with a <laughs> with a bowl of pitted olives. Yeah, olives apparently are now the UK's most hated food. We want to compare Tayside and Fife's most hated food types with that of the UK, and we got hundreds on this. Here's Natalie from Cooper. Uh, licorice. Ah. <gasps> Yeah, not a fan. It's a strong flavour, yeah. an acquired taste. Is that why you, I mean... Yeah, it just is not nice. My husband only buys licorice sweets so that I don't eat his sweets. <laughs> <laughs> He's clued up. I love yeah. his style. Uh, right, so you, you just tried it when you were young and never again? Yeah, no, I don't have any licorice at all. You know, the kids eat it even, no chance. Blackjacks, I used yeah. to love them as a, uh, as no. a kid. No. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll put licorice on the list. Cecilia from Carnoustie. Tripe. My granny used to make it, boil it in milk, onions. Uh. What is tripe? Uh, tripe is, it's the stomach of a cow. Oh! <laughs> and you used to, she used to cook it for my granddad. You know, and she tried to get me to eat it, and it just, I was sick. I would never eat it. Oh, the smell. No way. And D from Breakin hit us with this. Got to be celery. Celery? Ah. So you wouldn't uh, have a, a stick of it in a Bloody Mary then? Absolutely not. But you would still have the Bloody Mary? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> what is it about it, do you think? It's a texture. It mm. just feels like razor blades on my tongue. And it's really stringy as well. It's... No. No. Oh. Are you getting the bulk just thinking about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. So we devised our own top ten. Yeah, we collated uh, all of your votes on the food that you dislike the most, all of your calls, and we put it together into a handy top ten. Here it is. <laughs> According to you, NOA, who've been getting in touch on the Wake Up With Webster Facebook page and on the phone to us this morning, here is our compiled list. In at number 10, we o- have... Olives! No way! Did olives. they make our list? Yeah, I mean, it was now the most uh, hated, isn't it, in the UK? In yeah. Tayside and Fife, it's at number 10. Yeah. Number 9. Raisins. Uh, Dried I do know, grapes. Do you know where raisins are best? In a coleslaw. They're good there. Apple and raisin coleslaw. Anyway, I'm being distracted now. I'm now hungry. Uh, eight. Pasta. No way. Pasta. Just a sweeping statement for all pasta. Quite a lot of people saying they don't like it. That's at number eight. Number seven. Lamb. Number six. Is macaroni and cheese. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Which is a type of pasta, but a lot of people are really not liking it. There's some really graphic stories on the page about <laughs> hatred for macaroni. Six, five. It's kidney. Uh, it's, it's either kidney or kidney beans. Four. Well, again, a sweeping statement. Anything fishy. Yep, agree with that. Oysters, prawns, sardines, that kind of thing. Three. Is Brussels sprouts. Oh, they made it. Two. Uh, I was going to do the impression of uh, Hannibal Lecter there. Liver. Liver is at number two. It's a bit slimy, isn't it? Okay. And the most hated foods across Tayside and Fife. In at number number one, one, mushrooms. No way. Yeah. No. Fungi are at number one across this area. Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. 
I've really enjoyed Wimbledon this year and not for the reasons uh, you think. Uh, we know that Andy Murray and Serena had a, had a good run and a good chuckle in the mixed doubles. He had a good run in the, the men's doubles as well but we were supporting all the doubles players. Jamie Murray was there, Johnny O'Mara from our broth, he was there as well and so we thought... Oh, Let's just do our own doubles challenge. Yeah, with a focus on doubles and our competitive edge, put those two together, you got a challenge. I think we're more competitive than the home run. Well, yeah, and more I talented. Hey, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, we uh, we beat them, didn't we? We were oh, more talented at catching strawberries in our mouth. Uh, yeah. What were you thinking? Football or? Yeah. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had uh, a number of challenges uh, that we were hit with that we had to, uh, well, try and compete and then beat them at the home run team. It started off with Gregor and Holly, then Gregor's off, so Stephen took over. So we um, we won at strawberry tennis, the serving game. Yes, we won at backspin to win, which was a kind of... Uh, memory quiz type thing. Uh, a mess with your head trivia yeah. game. Then we won at the next challenge. We'll come back to that in a second. And then the home run team, when we were 40 love up, decided uh, to make a bit of a comeback. Uh, my knees. My knees let us down. Well, firstly, you're terrible at hitting balls, batting balls into a bucket. Oh, yeah. You could, that you went could to say, a tie break. could say I'm a load of balls. Uh, because that was the name of the challenge. The challenge was to hit tennis balls with a table tennis bat into a bucket from a distance away in a minute. So we got a tie break on that one, then the home run beat us, and then my knees let us down. Yeah, you can check out Webster's knees. He wasn't very good at squishing oranges. And then on the next challenge, Lok Djokovic, I managed to spray Webster in the <laughs> face. So we won't talk about that either. I want danger money. You can check out all these videos, by the way. They're on the Wake Up With Webster Facebook page and they're worth it. One of my favourite challenges that we had to do during our, our doubles challenge was new calls, please, where we had to phone up a local restaurant and carry out a conversation and try and get as many tennis references into the phone call without being spotted. We're going to play you both the calls and see what you think of these. First up, we will get Stephen from the home run. He was covering, so he can go first this time. He phoned a, a restaurant in Broughty Ferry. Morgan's Broughty Ferry. Sam speaking. How can I help? Uh, hi there, Sam. Uh, I was wondering if I could uh, make a reservation, please. It's for quite a, quite a large party. Um, a week on Sunday, if that's all right. OK, so that would be the 14th. 14th, yeah. How many people is it for? Uh, it's for 15, love. What time? Uh, about three o'clock in the afternoon. Is that OK? Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, what please. name would you like to put under? Uh, Barker, please. Great. And an email address? Email address is s.barker mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm, that's easy. And I've got, uh, sorry, it's obviously because there's so many of us, there's a few sort of dietary requirements. Is it okay if I ask yeah. a few questions? Yeah, so uh, uh, what sort of, do you do like juice or anything like that, like sort of fruit juice? Because some of them, they can't drink like fizzy juice or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll have like orange juice and yeah, that so sort of thing. I just, I need to check what you're serving and stuff like that as well. Yeah, uh, um, so for the for 15 people, uh, just like, you know, it will be a set menu that we'd offer that you can dine from. Okay. Um, so there's three different set menu options. Um, they're on the website if you want to have a wee look at them if you go to the, the bosses tab. Right, okay. So three so, sets you said, yeah. Sorry? Three sets, did you say? Three sets. There's, there's, oh, there's four different four oh, different set of menus. Four uh-huh. sets, right. Okay, yep. that's um, so in the bosses tab, so you can choose any one of those menus, but whatever one you choose would be the one that the full party would dine from. Right, okay. Um, and you said the menus are just on the net, yeah? Yeah, uh-huh. so if you go onto our website and it's the bosses tab, you'll see it like along the, the top. 
Amazing. Right. Okay. Thanks very much then. Okay. We'll, we'll try not to make too much of a racket when we're there. Right? <laughs> no worries. Thanks. Right, cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so nine, not bad for Stephen. Considering he was chucked in at the deep end, I think he did pretty well. I was impressed. I think uh, I, I missed a trick there in my call. You'll hear it. it's just coming up. But when he did the... Um, ta- I'm a, 15 love. How many is the table for? 15 love. Uh, why didn't I think of that one? So I had a shot as well at this challenge. New calls, please. And I phoned uh, a restaurant in my home city, Dean's in Perth. Restaurant. How can I help? Uh, hi there, afternoon. Um, I'm looking to book a table next week, if that's all right. It's quite a, a sizable party. Would, can you let me uh, tell you the details? Yeah, what day is it for? At the minute, we're looking for next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I've been left in charge of this. I'm just okay. slightly worried and anxious about booking it. I'm hoping I don't drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my fault. What time um, were you thinking? Uh, maybe tennis. Sorry? About 10-ish? Oh, right. Um, 10 in the morning or in the evening? Oh, or? What, what time are you up until? We usually are last table to come in at is 9. Is that too late? No, you know now? what? You know what? I, we, we could probably make that 10. I said to everyone, I, that is a bit late. I said to Steve, who told me this, I said, you need to get a grip, mate. Come on, 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you'll get any further. Oh, seven Perth at that time. How many is it for? Well, it could be, this is the thing, for uh, 15... Um, 30 or even 40 people. All right. Well, what's uh, your capacity? Right, okay. What's? I mean, we can take that kind of number, but we would need to know fairly soon, realistically, what it is. Just obviously, because we would be closing off a good portion of the restaurant from a time to make sure it's free for you. Right. Um So what, what do you think is a good number to base it on at the moment, and we can kind of go from there? Uh, let's say 30. 30? Yeah. Okay. That would be, and... I mean, that would be grand. That would be like grand slam. And go for nine o'clock. Yeah, let's go with nine. Steve, I'll just tell him he's he's going to stop talking. He's yeah. <laughs> too many pals. Yeah, too many too many friends talking nonsense all the time. Too many shots. I think is what it is. All right, I see. <laughs> Do you serve? Uh, yeah, you will serve singles and doubles and shots and everything like that, won't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I know it's a big party, but we won't make a racket. Oh, yeah, Saturday night, you're here to have a good time. Enjoy yourself. That's what Saturday nights are for, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, as I said, some are a tad rowdy, but I'll keep an eye on them. I'm, I'm, I'm the Hawkeye, OK? Right, so look, at introduce yourself when you come in, so I know any problems direct to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be in charge. Yeah. I'll be the main coach. Good, I like that. I know, after yeah. a few shots myself, I'll, I'll probably be more Cyclops than Hawkeye. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, hey, and have you got an so, ATP machine nearby? Oh, sorry, um, ATM. Um, there's one just about three-minute walk from us, not far at all. Okay, um, what did you need to know then? Um, so just a name for the booking to start. And do you what, serve what juice as well? Yeah, juice, wine, gin, cocktail, shots, the lot. We'll have it all for you. Love that. It's like an open bar. Totally, totally. Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, the the name is Webster, Stuart Webster. Stuart Webster. It's like James Bond, but said the other way around. <laughs> and I know I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you with a, with a, a volley of details, but uh, listen, don't worry. We'll, we'll keep on top of it, and I'll keep in touch with you. That'd be great, because it just will shut off a good portion of the restaurant for you. Oh, just one other um, thing that Stephen asked mm-hmm. as well. Do you serve any, um, any Andy Murray's? Andy Murray's. Curry. Cur- curry. Uh, I was actually about to say that, Curry. He, he actually does sometimes. I can put a wee request in for you. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. Stephen planted the seed, and uh-huh. I thought, yeah, that sounds nice. 
I'm sure we can do a that. A round of Andy oh. Murray's during Wimbledon, why not? 100%. 24. Well done. Do you know what? You could have kept it going, but the rules were any reference to Wimbledon. Uh-uh. Still, thank you to uh, to Lee at Dean's, the actual owner of the restaurant, taking the call there and being a good sport about it. He's probably thinking, wow, 40 people coming in. What a booking that is. Sorry, mate. <laughs> and then you had to disappoint him. Oh, dear. Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. I think that's us for this week. I think that's it. No sacks. No sax this week. Ah. We did play sax. Does that count? I mean, flourished sax. It was on uh, TFM <laughs> no, this week. No, no, no. It's not going to count until you bring in that your brass instrument <gasps> and play the All Pink right, Panther okay. theme. Mm. Right, you can check us out weekdays 6 to 10 on TFM. And check out the podcast next week. Will she bring in the sax or not? The Wake Up With Webster podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and at tfm.co.uk and listen live on TFM weekday mornings from 6.